Amen, amen. You know, when I was writing this this week and, and healing up, and I just want to say thank you for all your prayers. Voice is getting stronger every day. And I tell you, when you talk as much as I do and flap them gums and you can't talk, it's something. Man, it makes you really appreciate when you can uh, voice your opinion or tell somebody you love them, tell somebody you care. But you know, even when, you, when your voice is a little scratchy, you can still pray. Isn't that amazing? You don't even have to open your lips. You just need to open your heart. And so I appreciate you guys opening your heart and continue to lift me up on that, as well as the other prayer requests that we've been talking about over the last few weeks. There are a lot of uh, church family going through a lot of different things, and God is a big God, and we're going to talk about that today. So with that being said, I want to I want to throw this out. I was I was praying when I started this message, and I was just thanking the Lord for you guys, you know. And and I, I thought I wrote a few things that I said, man, you know what I, I love about our church. Y'all know what I love about our church? You guys. And God's in the center, of course. But I also love that it's a safe place. Everybody needs a safe place. You know what I mean? Where you can be you. You can be loved just the way you are. And people come alongside of you and continue to gird you up with prayer and point you to the Savior. And I believe that's what we have here. And I, I said, you know what else is awesome? Is that, you know what? That we pull together real folks dealing with real issues. Can I get an amen there? And we serve a real God that can handle all those things. I want you to hear that. That's the whole thing. We, you know, we, we've got a Savior that, that gives us hope. We have a, a Savior that we are saved by grace. He's a redeemer. He's a restorer. Store. And, and, you know, we want to honor God. We want to go ahead and just, just point people to Jesus. How many people love forgiveness? How many people sometimes, you don't have to raise your hand on this, but listen. How many times is sometimes it's hard to give forgiveness? It is. It is. And you know what? I, I appreciate some people just like, yeah, it is. But you know what? On our own, it's hard to give forgiveness many times. But it's always possible to give forgiveness through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit in us. I say this every time I talk about forgiveness. I want you to know that I know that I haven't been through some of the things that you guys have been through. I never minimize that. But I've been through a few things too. But what I want to tell you is this. Just because we forgive somebody, and you all hear me say this all the time does not mean that we agree with the offense. It means that we are no longer going to be held to that bitter bondage. And we're going to allow God to work in our hearts and in that other person's life or other people or other situations so that God will be glorified and we can have the love, joy, peace, patience, and kindness that God promises in his word. And, and that sounds real good, right? Because it's the truth. But we also have lived long enough to know it's not always easy. But I tell you what, as we lay it down and give it to God, he can take those broken pieces in our, our life and restore us. Are you glad that God is in the res restoration business, the redeeming business? I know I am. So, with that being said, I said, let me ask you all a question. Anybody ever have a down day? I say that from time to time. Well, I got about 90% of people ain't never had a down day. Woo! Praise the Lord, right? We all have a down day from time to time. And if you don't think so, just ask somebody close to you. You said, they must be having a down day, right? You, you know, you can tell, man, sometimes. This is the body language. How you doing? Yeah, I'm just fine. I'm fine. No, I'm really, I'm fine. <laughs> wow. I hope you don't get no better. Your face is going to get stuck like that. You know what I mean? We get all, man, we get all tense and stuff. And, and, and I know that we don't always have a ray of sunshine popping out our ears. There's, there's things called life that we deal with, and we just had to know how to handle them. But, you know, we can have that down day and, and get, anybody get overwhelmed, overworked, and underappreciated? That was a great place to say, man, I'm going to do it again. Let's try it again. Anybody get overwhelmed? Yeah. 
overworked and underappreciated. I got more on that one. We need to appreciate one another. I'll do a sermon on that next time. That's good. See, I'm getting the, getting the pulse rate of the, of the family here. But you know what? I, I know that we can get like that. And a lot of times, uh, it's really the truth. A lot of times, it's a lie from the enemy, but a lot of times, it's the truth. You know? And, and a lot of times, we say this <coughs> in our church thing. A lot of times, we put unrealistic expectations on one another. Ooh. You know? Well, surely they should respond this way because I did this or I did that and all that. But I've found in my life when I don't put expectations on people, right, and I put my confidence in Christ, the waves in the wave pool seem to simmer on down now, you know? So all of this is about focusing on Christ. But we still got to live with one another, don't we? But you know what? Can you see Christ in your, in your friend and your family and others? You know, and even if they don't know the Lord, I pray that we can see the magnificent love of Christ reaching out to them so they will soon know God. Amen. That's our whole thing. Does anybody have a concern if somebody doesn't know Jesus? Should be hands everywhere, you know, because nobody wants to talk about this, because if somebody leaves this earth, if somebody dies without Christ, they're going to be in crisis. Not for a week, not for a month, not for 10 years. They're going to be in a bad situation. For eternity, right? That place called hell. Nobody wants to say that. Place called hell. Well, you know, it's good to know what you've been saved from, right? We've been saved from all that stuff. But you know what? Sometimes if you would follow somebody around that says they're a Christian, you'd wonder if they realize that they know they've been saved from all that, right? Yes, we're going to have some down days, and sometimes we're going to have some frowns and some tears, but we don't have to stay there, right? We don't have to stay there. So I just want to throw a few things out there. But today's whole deal is, is about picking up the pieces, you know. You ever just feel poured out and broken down? Got nothing else to give, man. Just poured out. It's tough. Not only that, it's kind of lonely, isn't it? You just feel lonely. So now I, I have nothing else. And it's not usually that it's a good thing. It's usually that we have tried and done and this and everything else. But something just came to my mind. Sometimes it can be a good thing. I remember uh, one time we were in uh, Utah doing um, some ministry and stuff. Man, God was just moving. I remember we finished the set, we were playing up there. I said, I don't have nothing left, man. I was just like, huh. Not that I was working in my own strength. I was just, man, I just wanted to be a channel. We all just wanted to be a channel for the Lord to use, man. And I tell you what, I don't mind being poured out like that. How about you guys? Where we just get out of the way and let God do his work. And so today I pray that that's what we do. We, we get out of the way and let God pick up the pieces. I had a few things I wanted to share before I get into the main deal. But I said, you know, over the last two weeks, when I couldn't talk, <laughs> you have to listen more. You should listen more. I think a lot of times, what do I say? We, we hear a lot, but we don't listen. So I've been working on my listening. And all my family said? <laughs> man, everybody jumped in on that one. Didn't yeah. I mean, it's a good thing to listen sometimes. But man, you know, when you start, when you, when things that you take for granted, change, it can really uh, open your eyes to a lot of things. Just trying to communicate and, and what I do, not just here, but in my, my job at, during the day and, and dealing with my mother and different things like that, I have to communicate with a lot of folks. There's a lot of phone calls. There's a lot of this. I mean, how many people have got a bill that's been messed up and you've got to talk to 27 people to get it right? It's just crazy. It's like, man, I'll just pay it. You know, <laughs> it's 30 bucks. I can't, I can't talk no more. You know, 
There's things in life that just wear you down. And, and the thing, I used to say this, when, when things really start turning around in my life, I found out the ways of the world were using me up, but the things of God were filling me up. I was still rocking and rolling, still doing my thing, and I, and I got saved, I loved the Lord, but I still loved playing music, and, I, and just kind of back and forth and this and that. And man, it just seemed like every time I would take one step in God's direction, he would just, boom, blow the doors open. Step in God's direction, boom, blow the doors open. Those doors, I was like, and, and finally, it's like, his way's better, right? You know, we know that, but it had to drop down to this thing right here. I was like, I think I need to be walking more with the Lord. Well, I guess we can say that every day, right? I know I can. But today, I wanted to, to use one of our stunt doubles to help us with a little skit. Y'all up for that? All right. Our stunt double, KTP stunt double, Brother Tim. Come on up. Welcome up. Yeah. And, and let me, man, I better get a drink of water on this one, buddy. I'm going to get you front and center there, sir, so everybody can see you. Our, our amazing supermodel. And uh, with that, I just thought I'd try to illustrate some of the things that we just carry along throughout the day. And, and some of these things can overwhelm us. Y'all all right with that? Anybody got a camera? Feel free to enjoy this moment, okay? So, my beautiful bride helped me with this. And what I really want to talk about today, come on over here in the middle, Tim. Come on over in the middle. A little bit more in the middle. How about that? That's good? All right. What I want to kind of do is, is talk about a few things that maybe we put on in the morning when we get ready to start our day. Okay? And you guys just kind of come along here. Well, one of the things is, you know, one of the things, I, I got to have my lunchbox. Got to have my, she didn't put nothing in there, but, but it's the thought that counts, right? You ain't got no Twinkie in there, dude. Little Debbie's. Well, we'll get it filled up for you. So we got to have that. All right? We got to get ready with that. Now, we got to get out and we got to go make a living. So we got to. We got to get our eyes on. We got, we got to make some money today, right? Got to get out in the world. Lord, I hope it don't blind him. <laughs> All right. Now, now, hold on with that right there. Now, let's see. Now, we got to make sure we don't want nothing on us, right? We got to make sure we're looking our best, right? There we go. That good? Well, we don't have to worry about that right here. <laughs> we'll put that right over here for a little bit later. Why don't you just hold on to that, Tom? All right, what else? Let's see. Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, because Thomas, Thomas said he had, to have, he had to have his coffee cup. Got to have his coffee cup. How many people like coffee? I'm taking a survey. How many people like French vanilla? <laughs> That's a little inside joke. <laughs> Almost got me hurt this morning. I'll get back with that. Well, if you like coffee, you probably need some of this later on. Roll aids, right? How are you holding up there? Is that kind of what you take to work? Very similar. Very similar. I have these in my desk. That's it. My buddy calls them after dinner, dinner mats. I need an after dinner mat. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Um, oh, you might have a hot job or something. Hold on a second. Hold on. We got to make sure. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's see. Oh, no, that's all right. I think that's okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. That fit. This is Denise's. That's good. That's good. Yeah, let's put these back on because you got to keep your eyes on the prop. Let's pray for a healer. I just poked him in the eye. Sorry. All right, we're doing good. All right, what else we got? You got to have your hat on because I work with Tim sometimes. He likes to have that hat on. He likes to have that hat on. You're doing. You're doing. You're looking good, buddy. He's ready. Okay. Um, things get rough. You got to have this because you might want to sleep. You can, he can work overtime. He's got his little bed roll and he's put that in there. That's good. Uh, let's see what else we need. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, hold on a second. You got to take some notes sometime, don't you? Got to have some notes. Yeah, he's ready. How you doing so far? How you doing so far? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Need some smell good. Here we go. Here we go. Is that mine? No. Got to have that. Wait a minute. What else? Oh, oh. Got to make sure we don't we don't miss lunch, right? I'll put that back here. You got to have a timer. What else we got in here? Got to have some duct tape. Got to have some duct tape. There we go. Let's see. Uh-oh, are you going to be working outside, Tim? Because you might have to have some. Yeah. Yeah, I won't put it on, but you can put it right there. How's he doing? That's going to drive me crazy. Yes, indeed. All right, we're getting down to the, the main stuff. Okay, now this is funnier than you think. Because he does not leave home without one of these. Everywhere we go to, you got your flashlight? Got your flashlight? And I used to tease him until we went to look at a car and our car broke down. I was like, you got your flashlight? You got your flashlight? Let's see, now this is, this is uh, that looks good. Is that good? Perfect right there. Shiny light. All right. Okay. Um, oh, my wife sends me out with one of these every morning. Protein drink. Protein drink. Let's see. I'll put it in your lunchbox. I can put that in your lunchbox. Right beside the Twinkies that ain't there. There we go. I get Twinkies and a protein drink. Can you tell? <laughs> okay, let me see what else. Oh, oh, you got to be clean now. You got to keep your hands clean. Just in case. If you go to one of those West Virginia bathrooms. There we go. There we go. Uh, let's see what else. Speaking of West Virginia bathroom, you might want to take that. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. We, we, we need that back. <laughs> okay, what else? And then you got to stay cool because you got to be, woo, you got to have your drink. Because after that coffee's gone, you got to have this. Here we go. You all right? I don't lose my flashlight. I don't lose my flashlight. There you go. What did your mom say? What did your mom always tell you? <laughs> She's a clean pair of underwear. Got to have them. Denise made me buy new ones. <laughs> I thought it was a hat. Oh, here we go. So you got to have those. Is he pretty well ready? Pretty well ready? Just want to make sure everything's safe. So, so what happens is, before we even get out the door, we find that we kind of weighed down. We're kind of overwhelmed a little. And that's just regular stuff. I don't think anything off the, off the cuff there, right? I mean, that's pretty reasonable. But what we don't see a lot of times, you know what's going to be good? I'm going to do it this way. Because you know what? Sometimes it's struggling with it. I'm going to get to the point this way. What we don't realize, right, is you know what? We saddle up with a lot of things a lot of time. Maybe some doubt. A little doubt in there. Maybe we have a little bit of discouragement in there. Maybe we have a little bit of, uh, I don't know, unforgiveness in there. Somebody give me something else you might be carrying on. Fear, doubt, regret, guilt. You see how that starts weighing you down over and over? Over and over and over like that. And so, even though we're using our supermodel here today to, to illustrate this, I pray that you get the visual that, you know what, we're just overwhelmed with stuff sometimes. But what I want you to see today, that we don't have to put on 
all these things. Yeah, there's a few things that we need to do our job and do things like that. But what I want you to see today is as we come over here, right, and we lay these at the foot of the cross. First, we probably ought to take these off so you can see and focus on the things of God. And maybe we can take that off. And maybe a few of these things and lay them down. I don't mess up your hair. Yeah. The list. Right? Our list. Let's see what else we got. So many times, you know what? I think ultimately, this is what we want to lay down right here. Some of this. Some of that. All of that. All these different things. Let me help you out. Matter of fact, why don't you lay a few things down yourself, Tim? So, what would happen if you laid down some of those things and started out with maybe, look at you right there, some of these things that you fill up on, fill your heart with this? How many people can use a little bit more joy in their life? Amen? Amen. All right. What else we got? How about some faith? What else we got in here? How about some gentleness? How about some grace going the right way? What would happen if we filled up on that? What would happen if we start filling up with some patience? What would happen if we start filled up with a little bit of encouragement? You know, encouragement is a really great thing to have. But you know what? It's a great thing to give too, isn't it? Get you to turn this way so they can see all your things there. What else do we have in Jesus? Peace, maybe. We talked about forgiveness over and over. So we definitely want to have that. Is anybody getting anything out of this? Somebody say amen. amen. How about some love? And it just worked out this way. I didn't know I was going to pull them off this way. Got a little bit of compassion. Amen. What would happen in our lives if we started our day at the foot of the cross and filled up on these things? I believe it would give us strength to carry some of those things. I believe that if we had some of these, we might not need all those things. Amen? So today, through this little illustration, I pray that you know what? Start with the Lord first. Start with filling up on the things of God. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Tim. Amen. And you know, notice the greatest, greatest thing? When he left there, he didn't have to pull all that together and drag it back with him. See, when we come to church a lot of times, what we do, we go in here and we take that and we lay it down. We tuck it in. We fold it all up at the cross and then we get ready to go. And then we pick it back up. Today, I pray that you don't pick it back up. Just let God help you pick up the pieces. So we're going to bring that back on. Give the Lord a hand clap to that. Amen. <laughs> Let's take a look here. I want you all to look at this real close. Psalm 32.1. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Do you remember the day you got saved? And if not, you'll remember it today because I pray today is the day you make that decision to follow Christ. Did you feel a little lighter? Now, let me just tell you this. It's not about our emotions and the feelings and things like that. But there should be a reality when we lay down our life and pick up the life that God has given us that there's a change. There should be some freedom, amen? A little bit of freedom. Now, people confuse the freedom that we talk about in, in Christianity sometimes 
as free. I'm going to do what I want. We're really freed from sin. And yes, we can do what we like. But if our heart is changed, we're going to do what God wants us to. You see what I'm saying? We're free now. We're no longer shackled to that sin. But we can freely serve God, love God, devote our life to God, be used by God, share the word of God, all those things. And so today I want you to focus on that again. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Let me ask you a question. Is that you today? Can you say amen? That's me today. I pray that it is. If it's not, I pray that today is the day that it will be. Because it is surely available to you. Amen? It's surely available to you. I, I got to thinking when I was making those uh, little cards last night and Denise was helping me. When I first became a Christian, all I knew was this. I was a sinner and Jesus saved me and he loved me. That's all I knew. And that's a great place to start. And I had people ask me and question me all these things. I didn't know. But I knew that. I had settled in my heart that God's word was true. And I was going to trust God for that. I still had the desire to learn more. I still do. We should always do that. But one of the things I started to do is to fill my heart with these things. I was like, how can I, you know. Half the time, I can't remember the song, words to the songs, you know? But I said, well, I want to know you better. I want to know what your word says. So the first thing that I wanted to do, I wanted everybody to know Jesus. How about you? I want everybody to know about Jesus. So if you want everybody to know about Jesus, you need to know about him yourself. And you need to know how to share Jesus with people so they will know. So I went, and I researched, and I read, and I, I, I wrote down, on a card, I said, I'm going to write down all your word, God, about salvation. And I put them on a little card. One card each. I had a stack of those babies. And I'd take them with me all the time. See, before you had this, the, the, the fancy phones and stuff, I would bring my big Bible to work. Not to look at me or anything else. I'd just put them in my arm. Boys be on the front porch with a with. What, you got your pocketbook? Bring your pocketbook today, buddy? I said, no, I got my sword. Got a sword. Yeah. Where the Lord's like a sword, man. Cuts deep. That didn't bug me anything. It didn't bug me. Because really, most of the people, they, you know, in the world, they're not really for you, are they? They're for what they can get from you in the world. Amen? So I would take that, and I would use those words, and I'd say, okay, I want to know about salvation. Man. Romans 10, 13. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And, and I'd go over there, and I'd look at them, and I'd be running a piece of equipment or something, and i got a few minutes, and I'm, I'm looking at that. And I'm feeding my spirit. Feeding my spirit. What I'm doing, I'm grafting that word into my heart. Most of the Bible verses that you hear me repeat like this are ones that I grafted in my heart 20 years ago. And they become alive to me. They became real to me. Man, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, man. It's by grace you say through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. Now, I don't repeat those things and say, wow, he knows a couple Bible verses. What I want you to get out of this is, is that I took time to invest in God is faithful. And he put those in my heart. And let me tell you, as, as I, I moved out, I, I knew some, some words about salvation. I could, I could take somebody through the word of God and say, this is what God says about saving you. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
He says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He said, no one can pluck you out of the Father's hand. Right? And all these things start becoming natural to come out of my heart because I filled up on that. What do we always say? You can't pour out what you don't pour in. So what I'm saying is, take some time, not to be a Bible scholar, but to be someone connected to the King of Kings. Amen? Someone connected to God. How long y'all been married now, Michael? Why'd you look at her? How long? Three years. How long y'all been there? How long y'all been together? Do you still learn a few things about her every now and then? Every day. Right. Well, Grandma. Now, wait a minute. Let me ask this question. Has anybody had a... What is it when you're married? <laughs> anniversary is the word. See what happened? Y'all pray for your pastor. Anniversary that may be real recently, like in the last 24 hours, that you forgot about. <laughs> I wanted to say something about that. Could you give them a hand? Tanya and Tim's been married for how long? 32 years. We were doing some stuff yesterday and they go, it's our anniversary. I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> okay, I'll see y'all later. I want to go bowling. <laughs> I guess we'll go next week. You know? <laughs> but what I'm saying is, in those relationships, you're always learning something. You're always investing in one another. Right? I want, I want you to hear this. Each person has something to bring to the table. You know? We learn and grow. We learn and grow. We learn and grow. It's amazing how, how you know, uh, Denise sometimes, I'm sitting there listening. She don't know nothing. That she don't know that. She don't know. I'm thinking that, you know. And then she goes, "What about this?" And I go, "Ooh, I didn't know she knew that." And it's more and more as I've been married. More and more, I see. How about you guys? And for guys, I'll just say this for man. You know, I'm talking. I said, "My dad, I can't believe he could even get out of the rain when I was about 18." Where's my boys at? This is for y'all. I was just like, "Man, heck out man, he just don't know nothing." And about 21, I was like, "Well, maybe he's picking up." Yeah, it's picking up a few things. Anytime I was 25, I go, that guy's amazing. You know? He's like, oh, you might want to think about that before you get that car payment. Ah, I'm good. Three months later, what'd you say about that? <laughs> you might want to look over a few things. You might want to do a few things. Right? What I'm saying is, everyone has value. Everyone has value. Lord, help us to have the eyes of Christ in that. But also, I want you to see in our story today, in our sermon today, is that, you know what? We need to tap into this right here. If we can get a hold of this right here, the Psalm 32 one, it will revolutionize how you do everything in your life. Because you're not under guilt. You're not under condemnation anymore. You're under grace. Amen? How many know grace is better? Grace is good. The law says you do this, you get this. Grace says, I love you because I love you because I love you. I always like to follow up with this. I don't mean go live your life any way you want. It means that you're free now to live for Christ. Amen? I want you to see that. We're free now to live for Christ. So, uh, with that being said, I want to go ahead and start what we got going on here. Now, this is a kind of piggyback thing here. Because actually, this is a lot of what we've been studying on Tuesday nights. We're doing a Bible study, and it's called Aha. Somebody say Aha. Aha. We think that, ah, that you ever had an Aha moment, right? And we break those things down a little bit to awakening, honesty, and action. And I want to... I'm going to share a few things about that. So first things we need to do, we really need to come to an awakening. We need to realize that, you know what? 
We don't know it all. I know that's rude for some people to just tell you, what did he say? You don't know it all. Guess what? I don't either. But God does. But you know what? If we really got a glimpse of things and start walking in the first scripture that we're talking about, our sins are forgiven, and realize what you have as a child of God, things start changing, don't they? Think about that. Have you ever, I don't know, played a game Red Rover or whatever it is where they got to pick teams and pick stuff like that, and you get selected for the winning team. You know they're the winning team. They always win. They're the winning team. How do you feel? You don't walk over like, oh, man. Now, you walk over there like this. I'm on the winning team, baby. Yeah, right? You got a little something different in your step, right? Guess what? If you're on Team Jesus, you're on the winning team. Why do we always walk like this? You saw what happened because he was trying to bring it all on his own, take it on his own. But when you lighten the load and understand who you are in Christ and the things that happen, does not mean that you're not in crisis at time. But I'm going to tell you what, God uses time to build character, right? To strengthen us, to show his grace, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Ephesians 5, 1 said, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Do you realize that you're a child of God? Let me hear you say Amen. Child of God, what do you think, you know, if it, just in your own family, right? If, if you're, you know, I, I know with, with the guys and stuff, they'll go to a music store sometimes and say, oh, yeah, yeah, da, 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 da. Oh, oh, I know your dad. And that could be good, that could be bad. <laughs> but with God, it's always good. Amen? God's always good. He's got a great track record, doesn't he? You know? So identify with that because you have been grafted in to the family of God because of what Jesus Christ has done. Amen? What else we got? I said, do you have a willingness to follow? Woo, come on, I'm talking to somebody. Am I preaching to me? Yes. Uh, do we have a willingness to follow? You can know all these things and still have your feet walking like this, walking the other way. Man, if we can get our hearts and our mind and our spirit so lined up with this truth, man, there is no stopping you. There's no stopping you. You know what? I love the illustration that Angela had. With those little super balls. Y'all remember that? Potential. There is so much untapped potential in our lives. It's just amazing. When I think about it, I'm, I'm looking out here and I'm thinking, man, Heather's an artist, man. You know? Chuck does the drums. Mike's just a good looking fellow, right? And you're supposed to say, hey, man, I'm trying to help you out there. I mean, what if everybody has something amazing in them? You know why? Because you were fashioned in the likeness of Christ, amen? Amazing. Just, just in this room, the gifts that God has poured out in, in his people. A lot of times people go, well, I don't play guitar. I don't do the drums. I don't sing. Good. You ain't got to put that much room up there. Right? There's so many other things. Baking, praying, listening, encouraging. Priceless stuff that God has put in each one of us. But how often are we to follow the willingness, that nudge? Anybody have a prompting this week that God just say, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to go this way instead of that way. I love riding my motorcycle. And yesterday I was riding back, uh, the other day I was riding back, two days ago I was riding back from my mom's. And I was right up at Kmart. And I, I know, I'm like, well, which way should I go? Which way should I go? And the more I got up to go my regular way, I just felt like, don't go that way. And I'm sitting there going, well, that's shorter that way. Don't go that way. So guess what I did? I didn't go that way. Now, I don't know what would have happened if I went that way. But I know this. 
I know when the Lord's nudging me in things, right? Thank the Lord every now and then I listen. I wish I could tell you every time I get a little prompted from the Lord, I, I follow right on. That's where I'm, I'm striving to be. How about you? But just think about this. Maybe in those situations, God is growing us. Will we listen to that? Will you listen to that? Will you listen to the small things? See, we want to be entrusted with big things, but we're not faithful with the little things. You don't turn around when your kid gets their license and say, hey, man, I'm going to get you this Maserati. Here you go, man. Look at old man, 17 gears, this, that, everything you do, 900 miles an hour. You can go to food line. No. You start them off with the training wheels. You start them off with other things. That doesn't mean that it's not available to them. It just might mean they're not ready for it yet. What is it that God's got for you that maybe you're not ready for yet? I don't know. But I know as we grow and we're faithful in the small things, God will fill that cup up. He will pour into us because he wants you to be everything you can be. Do you want to be everything you want to be? Some people are just happy being, just leave me alone. This is not talking bad because everybody knows I love my mom. My mom don't like anything out of the box. Ooh. We were the last people, probably in Hampton, that got cable. Right? They're going to drill a hole in my floor. It'll be all right. We'll move the table. We'll move something. Yeah. Finally, it got so bad, my dad said, we're going to Carolina to see your sister. Get the cable put in. I'll take the heat for it. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Oh, we get that many channels? Wow. She found like they had hockey and more football. She was, she was in then. You know? But see, a lot of times we just don't want to get out of the box. We, oh, oh, it's kind of like we just got blinders on. You know? Do we just want to go to church and just get a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know? I don't know about you. I want all that God has for me. How about you? Because I know that what he did on the cross was way too costly for me to just come up with a little bit. And I also know this. All of that's available to all of us. Amen? I want you to hear that today. Let's keep on rolling. What else we got? We're going to follow. Build your faith like a muscle. How many people like going to the gym? That's what I thought. One. John, you like going to the gym. Every time I see John, I was like, did they got him tied to that machine? He's in there like this. Running. But they had him shackled to that. Notice I see them a lot at the gym because they have the Mexican place beside the gym. That's where I'm going. I was like, hey, what's going on? How you doing? I got to get something to eat. <laughs> you know? I tell you what, I'd probably do better at the gym if they just cut a hole in the wall and bought the burritos. I would get on that bicycle. Yeah, I'll take some more chips. You know? But see, we want the shortcuts. But a lot of times, shortcuts just cut us short, amen? So we need to build that faith up, Amen. Over and over, we just say, oh, man, let's, let's keep on going. I wrote a few things that I said, you know, uh, shortcuts usually cut you short. Short of a blessing. Short of being all you can be. Short of meaning relationships. And this is what the Lord showed me when I was writing a few notes down. God often uses time in our life to shape us for eternity. That's not a bunch of chapters. I was praying about it. I said, well, you know, it's time. There's things. Because a lot of times we, we want it now. How many people like stuff now? I am a now guy, man. Okay, we like it. Let's buy it. We're going to do that. Let's go. I'm ready, man. And, and, you know, Denise is like, ooh, which is a good thing sometimes. Because, man, I and, and they, they laugh at me, Tony and Tim, and, and even uh, I was talking, I think it was Angela last day. I was like, 
There's still more daylight. I want to do something. I don't like giving up my day. And Tony said, you're just like my mom. She's got to go. I mean, it's like 6 o'clock. I was like, what, what are y'all doing? What are you doing? Denise, want to do something? Like, what no, I'm doing this. Jesse, what you doing? I'm hanging out with the guys. I mean, I want, I want man, when I spend my day, I, I want nothing left. I want to go. I want to do everything else. All that stuff. Well, you get where you can't hardly walk for five years, you want to go. Let me tell you. So when the, some of those things come around, maybe that's why it's like that. But I really can't say that because I've always been like that. I like to spend my day to the last penny. How about you guys? Because I know that I'm not promised tomorrow. You know that? I don't. I, it's, it's crazy. You know, summertime when you're married to a teacher, they can stay up late. You still got to get up at five. And Jesse don't have to get up real early. But you know what? Hey, Dad, let's go to Chick-fil-A. We got 10 minutes. Can we make it? They close at 10. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. I mean, I got kind of like my pajamas. I just put my warm-up clothes on. Let's go. Because you know what? It's not that there's so much I want to go to Chick-fil-A. I want to be with him. I want to hang out with him a little bit more. And I get sometimes when I'm tired, when I finally go down like that, and my boy picks at me. I was thinking this morning when I was picking at him, I go, I wonder where he gets this from. <laughs> like yesterday, I was getting ready to go somewhere. I go, hey, Dad, don't. I go, come on, man. What are you going to do today? Dad, stop. I said, what happens if I touch right here? Oh, no, no, no. And then I get mad when he does it to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I can't believe you do that, man. I'm trying to take a nap. What does that have to do with this? Not only building your faith, make some memories. Make some memories. They'll be able to say a lot of things about dear old dad. Some will be good, some will be bad, some will be in between. But they, they can't say, my dad was never no fun. I'm the fun dad. I like that. I love it. You know what? They get bad because when their friends come over, they want to hang out with me. Right? That's not right. I just, I want to invest in them. I want them to hang out, right, at our house so I know what's going on. Yeah. You know what a great compliment is? Mr. Chapman, you can shred on the guitar. I like that. <laughs> the kids are going over there. Yeah, can you do this? Yeah, do the bad handling thing so we can go play. I'm going, oh, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Tom's friend said, your dad's a jukebox, right? <laughs> and, and Denise is thinking, he's just a big kid, you know? You know, and she's like, they got the little jam room up there now, and Jesse's got his friends over there playing all this. And then I want to go sit in the middle, and Jesse's going like, did you get with mom? You give me the, you know. Like, and then he's like, get back down. I, just hang, I, love, I love hanging out with my, my, my kids, you know? But, you know, it's, it's a hard transition when, when, when you left out, right? But then I know at 24, they come back. Not home, but they say, hey, Dad, what do you think about that? Hmm, <laughs> I'm enjoying this. This is good, right? Then they say, Dad starts knowing more around 23, 24, 25. Man, when you get 30, you're going to think I'm amazing. Let's pray. Let's pray that we do. <laughs> <laughs> still, got, still got some time. Remember I said time helps forge things in our life. Time helps us to grow and, and take those muscles and build them in faith. Let's keep on going. If we don't take a stand for the Lord, we are really laying down with the devil. Ever think about that? I believe that's why the country is in the shape it's in. Amen? I could preach on that all day long, but if you don't believe me, turn the TV on. Turn the news on. I won't even go all day. I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. Uh oh, I thought I had one more. No, that's no, that's it. All good. Well, everybody good with that? We're gonna roll on. I had something I want to share with you. I want, I want to make sure I read this. I said, don't forget to read this in my notes. 
So many times I think, well, let me ask you this. How many people like being a difference maker for the Lord? We do. But it takes a little engagement, right? And, and I wrote a couple of things down here. I said, being a difference maker, I said, difference makers don't make a difference sitting on their hands. They make a difference when they take a stand. We have to take a stand sometimes. Go, no, we're not going to do that. No, we, we don't believe that. No, you know, and what's happening nowadays, and, and you know it's just a, the, the Bible running the whole course in the, of things. Things are kind of crazy out there, aren't they? Things are kind of, you know, different bathrooms, different this, different that. And if you say anything that you don't believe, then it's a hate crime and all this stuff. I mean, you can't even say anything. Somebody else can say what they feel, but if you say what you feel, they start labeling you. Right? Well, I'll tell you what, there's, there's, everybody's got their own opinion, but how about we stand on the opinion of God, on the Word of God? That's what I'm saying there. There needs to be an awakening knowing that, you know what, we need to go back to that. We need to stand on the firm foundation of God's Word, amen? Because I'm going to tell you what, that's tried and true, amen? How many promises have God not fulfilled? Has He ever, have he ever told a lie? Is this a little teeny white lie? Never! That's a great track record, you know? Look at that over and over and over. The things that we're seeing now, he already talked about. More and more and more. So I pray that there's an awakening that, you know what, there's a part for us to play. That, you know what, that when we realize that our transgressions and our sins have been already dealt with on the cross and we're walking in the fullness of God, that we turn around and take those pieces and lay them down. See, before you can pick up the pieces, sometimes you need to lay them down and let the Lord tell you which one you need to take with you. A lot of times we're carrying a lot of junk that we don't need to. Hate, doubt, discontent, all those different things like that. But if we fill up on those things like there, patience, joy, love, all this faith, everything, compassion. I tell you what, you see a lack of compassion like never before in my life. 51 years old. People will walk by you. They will shut doors on old people, everything else. They'll bump you in line, everything else. You say, man, I thought you were going to be uplifting. I am, because you can be the difference maker that holds the door. You can be the difference maker that says, hey, I'm going to give you a call, see how you're doing. You can be the difference maker that's praying for the people at your job, amen? Yeah, but they don't ever pray for me. Oh, well. Where are you at in your relationship with the Lord? I had something in here the other day. I, I got a note from a guy I hadn't met. And uh, he's in a desperate situation. His life has been turned upside down. Them are some tough calls. And I'm praying when I talk to folks that go through these desperate situations. He says, I don't even, I have no more hope. I need to talk to you. First off, it's not buddy. It's going to be us that bring him hope through Christ. You hear what I'm saying? That's why when, when, when I get a call like that or I get a, a note like that and I got to respond like, Lord, give me the wisdom. He needs that awakening. And I talked to this fellow, and he told me about all these things that were bad in his life, you know? And I listened. And then he told me about all the things that he wrote on Facebook about his life being bad, and nobody really cared. I said, well, I can help you with that. <laughs> you need to go to Facebook, you need to go to the Lord. And I talked to him, and I, and I asked him where he was at with the Lord. And... He told me about his mom and church and everybody else about church. And I pinned it down. I said, but you, if you died tonight, where would you go? He goes, I don't know. I'd probably go to hell. I said, does that concern you? He goes, yeah, it concerns me. I said, well, let me help you out with that. I said, why don't we start 
We're getting our hearts right with the Lord. And then let him pour in those things right there. And I talked to him. And I, and I shared the gospel with him. And I'll never forget this. He said, but will it work? I said, brother, if it don't, we're all sunk. And I told him this. I said, I'm not telling you to mumble some words and everything's going to be all right in your life. What I'm telling you, if you receive the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ and the gospel of Christ, you will never go through these things alone. And God will start filling your life with joy and peace and patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control. These things, you have, you, you have a foundation. He goes, I just don't know. I said, well, let me ask you this. How old are you? And the guy told me his age. I said, you've been doing it your way, right? He said, yeah. I said, how's that working for you? See, sometimes being a preacher, you have to ask the hard questions. Well, everything's okay. It's going to no. I said, well, you hey, bro, how's that working for you? If it's working so good, you wouldn't be calling me. Right? Not being rude, I wanted him to have an awakening. Because I guess you're right. And the man opened his heart, and he gave his life to the Lord. Amen? That's awesome. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do this. I said, you know what? That doesn't mean you got to come to our church. You need to go to church so you can grow in those things. Okay? But see, what happens, people get to the doorway. I'm in. And they kind of put their toe in there. Let's see if Jesus is going to work. Let's see if Jesus is going to work. You don't get a little bit of the Holy Spirit. You don't get like a baby Holy Spirit on that. You get the full thing. You jump all the way in. You get the full package. But if you don't do anything to grow in that and, and exercise your faith muscle, guess what? You still are weak. Just because things are available to you don't mean you, you are, are walking in them. You hear what I'm saying? Let's grow in those things. But so with that, you got to be honest about it, right? The aha, if you break it down, A-H-A, we're on the H right now. Honesty. Let's take a look at this. I said, are you being honest? Are you being, I should be, I got a Y in there, I liked it. Uh, honest with yourself. What do you mean I'm being honest with yourself? How are you going to be honest with somebody else if you're not even honest with yourself? It's got to start there first, right? I said, can, can we be honest with others if we can't even be honest with ourselves? Take a little inventory. And like I said earlier, I, I jumped into it. We don't know all the answers, but God does. And I said this over and over. The older I get, the more real I realize a lot of things I thought I knew, I really didn't. But the things that I knew in God never changed. I just know more of it. But it's not about knowing, it's about experiencing, it's about walking in it, amen? I want you to see that. And I wrote this here. I said, but the biggest thing is, in my life, and I believe it's the same in yours, am I willing to be moldable? Are you willing to be moldable? And God said, don't do that. And you go, yeah, but I'm still going to drive my motorcycle that way. Maybe it's the small things, whatever it is. And sometimes it's a battle, right? It's a battle because we still like doing the stuff we like to do. Maybe it's not even doing stuff. Maybe we have wrong believing. Right believing will bring forth right actions. Amen? Make sure you're getting it from God. Let's keep on going. Think about this. A hard heart doesn't beat the best. You say, what do you mean by that? Anybody got some old vehicles ever have to look at them? And the, and, and, and the, the belts get a little dry. And they're squeaking. And the heater hose looked like it came over on a Mayflower and all those things. It's just made. Whoo, it's just rough, right? 
our heart gets dried out too when we're not filling up on the water of the word when we're not drinking in the things of God and what happens so many times our heart begins to get harder and harder and harder and harder but as we stay in the word of God and we obey the things of God what happens we become moldable I've had the ministry team say this in my life. They said, you, you preach a lot more grace than you used to. I think that's a good thing. Because God has shown me a lot more grace in my life. I started to see, well, it's like, man, this is this, this is this, this is this. And I understand this, that people need to know about the love of Christ. You need to know the whole deal. But the biggest thing is the love of Christ. When you come and see how much God loves you, everything else starts to fall off. You don't need to carry all that stuff anymore. You know, the backpack of doubt. Fear, all those things, because you start to realize who you are in Christ. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Ephesians one seven. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sin. More scripture to, to encourage you. More scripture to tell you about how you're forgiven. That's what that cross means. Forgiveness. If somebody was to ask you today and say you had a little crucifix on or whatever, and they said, "What does that mean?" Would it be like my friend a couple of weeks back? I don't know. I guess sacrifice. Saw that guy the other day. He going to church with a neighbor. He's taking his girls to church. Isn't that awesome? One, one minute. Somebody speaking there is like one minute. And God entered in and changed everything in that man's life. Still growing. He's still going. He's doing some stuff. That's great. But do we realize that the freedom, our freedom... Man, he purchased our freedom with the blood of Christ. Let's keep on going. 1 Corinthians 4.33 For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Is there a little bit of confusion in the world right now? I mean, man, the news people love it. I mean, when's the last time? I, 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 I could tell you probably ten things I heard that weren't good, but if I had to tell you something that was good, I don't know if I could. Tell me something that's good on the news. I should have put that timer on there. Tell me something. Anybody tell me anything good that they heard on the news? That's amazing, isn't it? That's pretty amazing, isn't it? I mean, I really can't. I mean, I don't know. How many people tell me something bad they heard on the news? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Did you? I'm ready. I'm ready to tell me something. Hey, hey, you know what? Sometimes we got to look past all the bad to see a little bit of the good. What you got, buddy? Um, the exact thing I was just talking about. You got to look past. You got to look past some of the bad to see. So I've driven to work one time. My tire popped. Um, Coworker was right behind me. He picked me up like he was trying to get a chair to get the pump back up. Um, on our way back to my car, his front, his front front of the truck locked up. And I don't know if it was supposed to be there was going to be an accident or. It is. You, you know, I try to tell myself that I got to have a badge to get on to where I work at. And every now and then, I'll forget it. If it's not with my protein bar and my keys and my Twinkie, you put about a Twinkie, I'll get it every time. <laughs> I'm trainable. 
you know. But uh, if I, I happen to don't have it out there, and usually by the time I get to the end of the street, I go, call Denise. She'll come and put it on the door twice this week. More Twinkies. That'll, that'll, that'll solve it. But I, I, I started doing like Thomas. I said, well, maybe, maybe I wasn't supposed to be at that, that light, that intersection at the time. Maybe I need to pay attention more to get everything together before I go out the door. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. Because of, you're right. If you start focusing, oh, I forgot this, I forgot this. Oh my goodness, it's going to be a terrible day. And you turn around and say, man, well, you know what? I'm still on time. Good. Well, I got vacation, I could take it. But that's some good stuff right there. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Let me tell you, God is a God of order. And, and so many times we just go, man, how many people could use more peace in their life? I know I can, man. I said, when things have got you all upside down, take a few minutes and allow the Lord to direct your steps to all the upside in your life. I wrote this down last night. I said, rejecting his grace doesn't make you humble, but receiving his grace makes you holy. See, a lot of times people say, well, well you know, you know, God's doing this in my life. And they think, well, I just got to suffer along and all. No, he did all that on the cross. So they think for some reason, if I'm just miserable for Jesus, that I'm a more valuable player on the team. He took it all. So that's what I said. When we receive the grace, guess what? We realize the holiness of Christ is working in us, through us. And out to others. Amen. Everybody doing good? So sometimes we just got to get honest with ourselves. Let's keep on rolling. We'll pick up the pace a little bit. So what happens now? We've got the awakening. We understand what's going on. Now we're being honest with ourselves. What you going to do with the answer? We need to have some action. Amen. And I put this here. I said, real faith moves. And what do you mean? I said, I don't mean jumping up and down, running from place to place, and overloading yourself. I mean, things are going to change. Your attitude's going to change. Your outlook is going to change. You will be moved to serve. Others will be drawn closer to the Lord because of you. Are other people asking more questions because of your walk with the Lord? Or are they going, I don't need any of that. I pray that, that, that they're drawn to that. I said, God will be revealed in you, through you, and to you as we align our life with him. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. I said, are you tired of drifting? You know, sometimes we just go, oh man, I'm just drifting along. We all need a purpose. Amen? That's what keeps you going. That's what's going on. You ever see that commercial when the guy's making the donuts? It's an old commercial. He gets in the morning, make the donuts. Comes home, make the donuts. It's just over and over. Repetition probably goes, make the donuts, make the donuts. You know? It's, it's over and over, man. Yeah. And it's like, gosh, I don't want to live my life just making the donuts. I don't want to live my life just over and over and over. I know some of the things that we do are repetitious. But, man, let's have some fun with that. You know, let's enjoy that a little bit. Let's look a little deeper to see if we can find, well, where's God in all this? And maybe we're still on that wheel because we haven't received everything God's going to show us in that situation. Amen. Maybe you're right where you're supposed to be. God knows where you are. And maybe he's still going to do a little work right there and bring people in your life so you can move to the next step of what he has for you. Amen. Doesn't have to be a bad thing. I said there's no greater investment Right? Jump, jump the line again. Set the compassion. Set, set to compassion of your heart. Man, I tell you what, I should have got Denise to reread this. Yes. Set the compass of your heart to Christ. I should have never made them little small ones on him, but it's all good. God's good. You think about this. Our heart 
Do we really, what do we got it tuned to? You know, I was thinking about with, with uh, Angela the other day. She had some different things. You were talking about the radio off the channel and things like that. But there's so many things, man, we, we need to make decisions and that we're going to stand fast on them. I said, there's nothing that compares to following Christ, man. I said, the focus we put on him will silence the doubt around you. The naysayers. Have you ever got it? There's things in my life I had to say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. Have you, have you ever been in sick or something like that? And you've got to have a good doctor's report. Whatever the case is, they don't know what it is. The doctors, the specialists don't know what it is. I said, you know what? I'm just going to stand on the word of God, and that's what we're going to go with. And that's it. There's things in our life that we just have to do that. Setting our compass of our hearts on the things of God, amen? And, and being steadfast in that. But make sure you're hearing from God, too. You know what I mean? Make sure you're hearing from God. Let's keep on rolling. I said, there's no greater investment than investing in God. Over and over, I said, nothing compares to what God can do. I said, he's willing, are you? Don't grow complacent. Complacency will kill you, boy. It will. It'll rob you of blessings. It'll rob you of time. It'll rob you of, of, of fun. It'll rob you of all those different things. Just getting complacent, just kind of cruising. It's all good to relax from time to time. It's all good to, to take a break. But I'm going to tell you what, man, when you're investing in the things of God, Things will change. We need to tap into the full potential. I said, man, dream big dreams and trust God to make them a reality. And we start putting them first. We can watch the tides of our life change the direction for the better. We get in there sometimes it's just overwhelming, man. I said, the waves of our life still get a little choppy from time to time. But Jesus, the captain of our salvation, is fully equipped and able to get you home safe. What's stopping you from reaching out and being a water-walking disciple? You think about Peter. Man, he, did, he blew it a lot. But he's the only one I know that ever walked on the water other than Jesus, amen? Even though it was for a brief moment, he showed us what is possible in Christ, amen? Just for a brief moment. And I thought, man, isn't that something? I said, when he focused, when, when his focus was fixed on Christ, he did what only other people dreamed about doing. What is it that God's put in your life, in your heart, that, that you really believe God has called you to do? And then trust him. Yeah, but I was a lot younger then. I read something amazing last night, just ripping through some stuff. I'm going to pull it together, but it's, it's, I just want you to hear this. A lot of times as, as I get older, I'm thinking, man, I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. And this, is, this next statement is not about money, but I thought it was interesting. Warren Buffett, anybody ever heard of who he is? He's some big-time millionaire. He said 99% of the wealth that he made, he was over 50 years old. I said, I still got time, Right? But you know what? It's not about the money. What am I investing in? Am I investing in the things of God? Am I investing in the things of my family? Am I investing in the things of, of, of our church family? Am I investing in time in prayer? What is it? Take a little spiritual inventory today and say, man, what I, God's calling me to action. What is it that he wants me to do? Anybody good at sitting on the sidelines of life? I'd rather not sit on the sidelines of life. I don't want to have the woulda, shoulda, couldas on my deathbed. And I wish I'd have done that. And I'm sure there'll be a few of those. I wish I could have done that and this and everything else. God has equipped you with everything you need today to do what you need today. Do that and watch how it moves on from there. Just be available. Are you ready to jump into action? One last story. It's amazing how you forget so many things as you go through life. And when I spend time with God, God brought me back to this story. 
I love playing guitar. I used to really love playing guitar because there was nothing else for me, right, in my mind. I'm just going to play guitar, play guitar. I really, really, really love playing guitar for the Lord. See the difference? But this particular time in my life, it's funny. I was writing this down, and I had everything done, and I wrote this, I wrote this little story down. I remember I was in a band. When I was 14 years old, I played music with guys that were 20 and 25 years old. I was exposed to a lot of different things, and all of it wasn't really good. But it made me better a musician because they had been playing half the time I was living. Remember, this is a 14-year-old boy. That's all, I just want to play. I just want to play. And we were recording some stuff, and I, had to, I, I was having problems with this one particular part in this song. And our drummer, man, he was rough sometimes. And he just like, man, every time we do this, you keep messing it up, you keep messing it up. We weren't playing for no studio time. We all we had to do was rewrite the bus. He was just all on me. Now, guys, have you ever been so mad that you're just about ready to cry? And you know you're mad then because you ain't going to cry in front of no guys, but you're mad. I mean mad and hurt and wounded. I said, well, I think I've had enough today. Just so happened my neighbor, who was about 16 years old, was over there. He was always, he always listened to me play music all the time and all that hurt me, banging out the windows and everything else. And I got out to the car and I was just, man, I was almost like this. Oh, I ought to go back in there and put him in the headlight. I mean, all these things, right? I'm, I'm telling you real life. And this is what the Lord brought back to me about this action and waking in and honesty. And my friend came out, my neighbor that didn't play music, but he had been through a few things. He said, hey, what man? He said, "Look at me." I didn't even really look at him, man. God, get ready to cry. I was so hurt. I know this sounds silly, but there's probably something silly in your life you felt this way. I put so much time in, so much this, everything else, and you're telling me, "Oh man, I was just over the top." He said, "Look at me," and I remember he had shorts on, no shirt, but I wouldn't look at him, and all I would do is look up to about right here. And he said, I know you. I know how hard you work. I know about your potential. Don't let them tell you what you can't do. Do what you know you can do. And he said, you got that in your heart. And I looked at that boy's chest. And he had a scar from here to here. And I knew that. This is what came back to me. He's the first person I've ever seen cut that far. This was 20 years ago, 25 years ago, way back. And he had open heart surgery. And he was telling me about heart conditions. And he was speaking into my life. He said, it's about what's in here. As much as he was telling me that, God brought me back to that years and years ago, however long it was. Remind me, it is about a heart condition. And it might be a heart condition physically. Yeah, we deal with that. But God took that boy and spoke into my life because he has experienced some stuff much greater than me being upset about playing a song. But I wrote there, I remember this, I remember this. I know you. I see what you can do. What is God saying to you? Look into the heart of Christ. I know you. I know what you can do. I know what you do. I believe in you. Keep on. Look at me. Look into the eyes. Look to the cross. 
And that's what came back to me last night when I was writing a few things down. Even though that young boy was just telling me about some music, everything else, God used that all those years again to give me a teachable moment. Hey, man, sir, he knows what's in your heart. You know, Johnny, he knows what's in your heart. Sure, he knows what's in your heart. He knows what you could be. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to that. Don't look at what you can see. Look at what, look into my heart. God sent me that. Look, in, look into my, look into my eyes. Look into, look into my word. Don't let all the naysayers rob you of the blessings that I've given you. That's the whole message. Those pieces that when they break and people come out and stomp on them, let God sweep it up and put it back together. Put your eyes, focus on the heart of God. The heart of God is filled with passion and joy and patience and encouragement and faith and love. And I'll say it again, and compassion. Amen. That kid, he won't be a couple years older than me. He had a little compassion. I haven't seen that guy and I don't know how long. But God chose to bring, chose to bring that back to my memory and say, you know, even then, I was putting people in your path to encourage you. Isn't that amazing? Even back then, God, I could see, I couldn't see it then. You know why? Because I was too mad. I was too hurt. I was too proud. I was too fill in the blank. But man, those teachable memories are amazing that God gives us all the time. We can bring it home with that. I want you guys to keep that. So what is your aha moment? What is your awakening moment? What is your honest moment? What is what is your, you know, what are we going to do with the action? I want you to think about that. And we need to grab hold of it. I said, be awakened, be honest, and act on the Holy Spirit's prompting. I said, there's no pieces too small or too large that God can not put back together and restore you. Focus on the reality of your new life in Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you today that it's not about us picking up the pieces as much as it is about us laying down the parts that we don't need. It's hard for you to get something in our hand when we're trying to hold all the stuff of the world. Lord, show us what to lay down and then show us what to pick up. I can't help but think that it's to pick up the Word of God. I can't help but to think pick up the hope of God the forgiveness and grace of God the love of God and to today like I said like my friend showed me many years ago look at me I pray that God speak into your heart right now look at him look at him when I saw that scar on that boy's chest I thought and I'm whining about this Whatever your problem is, whatever your situation is, put it up against the backdrop of the cross and you're going to see how small it gets. I'm not negating that you're going through a tough time, but I will tell you this. Up against the backdrop of the cross of Christ, it can be overcome in Christ, in you, and through you by the love and the grace and the gentleness and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray today that you take away a few things. I, I pray that the visual that you'll think about that today, maybe while you're eating lunch, you say, man, Tim, they sure had him stacked up with a lot of stuff. That was kind of cool. That was kind of funny. But you know what? There was truth in that. What I got in my knapsack, maybe it's an in, individual or, or invisible knapsack, 
because you carry around a lot of hate. You carry a lot of wounded scars from way back when. Lay them at the cross. Don't pick it up when you leave. God says, I'll take care of that. Amen. Maybe there's a whole lot of different things going on, and you say, man, I, I, I wish I'd have chose better. Well, today's a new day. You can choose today to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Today. If you're here today, and just like I, I said, they got to give me the phone call, will it work? He didn't know because nobody had told him before. And I'm here to tell you, it's not that it will work. It's that God does work. That he is able and he is willing and he loves you. If you ever, ever, ever doubt how much God loves you, think about what Jesus did for you. How can I say anything more than that? Think about that. We think about the sacrifices that we give our children, our loved ones, or maybe work or any of those things. We say, man, I poured it all out and this and this and this and this and this. And we poured out nothing compared to what God did. He gave his only begotten son. For you, if you're there, just to yourself and say, he did that for me. He did that for me. I'm going to ask you something. Have you received that? You can hear that over and over and over. But did you receive that? And I pray today that you did. How did I receive that? Just like I said from, from early on. The Bible is very clear. It says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't let that just be a phrase. Let it be the truth that it is and sink into your heart so that you know, Lord, I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you died for me on that cross. I know I'm a sinner. The Bible says all the sinner fall short of the glory of God. Today, I'm going to receive your grace. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust in the finished work of the cross. Today's my day, Lord. I don't have any perfect prayer, Lord, and my, my, my grammar's not right. This Just Jesus saved me. That's how simple it is. But let me tell you how profound it is. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't leave here today without asking the Lord to forgive you and come into your life. And I always like to take it a little bit further. You say, buddy, I've done that, and I've made some mistakes. Well, you're in the right place. We all have. Lay them down at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, help me to choose better today. Lord, show me that compassion, that grace, that forgiveness. Because today, Lord, I want to walk this thing out for you. Continue to empower me each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Here's, here's the test question for today. I pray before you leave here that you think of that aha moment that you had and the things that God has done in your life. Amen.